Talking Backwards is an independently produced program. If you would like to help support us and join our community of patrons, you can do so through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. There you can find ways to not only help us grow the show, but also get access to exclusive merch, live streams, behind-the-scenes content, and even early access to upcoming episodes. That's patreon.com slash talkingbackwards. We hope to see you in the future. Or is it past? back to Talking Backwards. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. I need to understand something. <laughs> what? Did we not tell you at the beginning of this podcast that you can't understand <laughs> Twin Peaks? No. No, you did not. <laughs> I need to know how when the central point of a show's <laughs> narrative is taken care of, it's been solved. I thought the, the central, murder has been solved. I thought the central story that you were hooked on was the Lucy Andy Dick story. You are mistaken. <laughs> I have misread you. You have <laughs> greatly. But how, when all of that is done, does the show get better? I'd give you three words: the White Lodge. No, what? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't care about that. We're not even at that. But we will be <laughs> in about an hour. <laughs> we, we will be, but we are not there. Uh, apparently, you go to the episode Dispute Between Brothers, and you open on Doc Hayward and Sarah Palmer, and it just kind of goes from there. Uh, I'm going to Pat with the stats. Pat, you got stats? I do. I've got stats. Season 2, episode 10, 18th overall, but it's episode <sighs> 17 of the series. This one was directed by... Tina Rathborn, who also directed Rest in Pain, so yeah, she's got a thing she's, for she's funerals and works. For and then it was written by Trisha Brock, who I don't know what she's done, if she's done anything else. This might be the only credit to her name ever. Well, uh, if you're going to have one credit, this dispute, is the one to have. Dispute Between Brothers is the one to have. Yes, and we'll come back to the title of the episode. <laughs> dispute Between Brothers? Yes. Oh, we do, absolutely will. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we start off three days later. Palmer House, and this is where I might have one of my biggest gripes. I would have loved to have seen Sarah Palmer's reaction to finding out about Leland. She was so great in the pilot, you know, when she finds out that Laura has died. Yeah. I think Grace Zabriskie's acting is top notch there, and I would have loved to have seen it here because I feel like it just could have been taken to a whole nother level. Who knows? That's true. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of 50 50 on it because <sighs> I feel like seeing her reaction when Laura died. And now we just have the aftermath of right. her yeah. knowing that Leland has died as well. Yeah. And just like, it lets your imagination kind of... No, like and it does. What happened? It does. You can kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah. And it's not even with just her. I would have loved to have seen other people reacting. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would rather see that than hers. Because it's just like, imagine the shockwaves of Laura Palmer's death that, you know, was sent around town and Leland being such a well-respected person in the town, like... I would have loved to see more people's reaction to also finding out about him. Like the Icelandic people. Yes, specifically. They would have been crushed. 
I would have liked to have seen Jerry's reaction because he wanted him dead like six episodes ago. <laughs> like, did I do this? Yeah. I, did I wish this on him? For sure have never wanted Leland to die. No, yeah. <laughs> okay. I am so sad that he is gone. Yeah. So it's, that's already immediately for me just an immediate bummer. All right. So we're three seconds in and we got one bummer on the <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, one bummer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we start off with bummers. Uh, and Pat, we were kind of talking off mic. A second ago, where you said, "What well, do you celebrate when you find out this killer has been captured and who it is?" Yeah, right. do you celebrate Leland with us knowing what, with us knowing what he's done? Mm-hmm. Does everyone else know this? It's a strange I thing think, to me. I think Coop set it up to where it would be celebrated. Yeah, saying, telling um, Laura, wait, what, uh, Sarah. Sarah. Yes, um, that he didn't. That it's it wasn't him, and right. that right. he cared about her, and mm-hmm. he he was at peace when he died, and yeah. just explaining everything. I think that gave everyone the room to celebrate yeah. rather than be like, "Well, this guy's a perv, right?" And he should be dead, right? Where's this Bob guy? Right. You know, yeah. there's none of that going on, right? And a lot of people don't get the luxury of answers after they lose somebody in a tragic well, way. Welcome to Twin Peaks. <laughs> Seeing Coop cuz I don't I don't imagine this is the first time Cooper's brought up to her what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Well, he only just now knows for sure what's happened. And she's seen Bob. Mm-hmm. So it's Yeah, she did say that she yeah. knew. Right. And that's that's another thing where I just love her in the scene. I just think she's great in the scene and even at the wake I think she's great. If she if her character ever gets like to a happy stage, can she handle it? Probably not, because she spent the last, who knows how long, on chemicals, being injected by things, by different people. Even when the scene starts, the doctor's trying to give her another injection that she turns down. Leland's been drugging her for who knows how long yeah, to keep true. her absent. Who knows how much of her life she's really comprehended since she met Leland. So maybe happiness would be a whole new world of experiences. Where yeah. Which I, I don't see this character reaching that place for a while. Right. And I was I was speaking more on the level of the actor herself. Oh. Can she do happy? Because all we've seen is like <laughs> devastation. <laughs> I, I haven't seen her, her catalog. I haven't seen anything else that she's been in. I've seen her in a few things. She was in... Did uh, she seem happy? She, yeah, she was in Seinfeld. Um, uh, that, I, she's great with that her. hair? I can totally yeah. see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was in several episodes. Uh, I feel like she's got range and that she could do it. Okay. Sure. Okay. I guess you kind of pigeonhole somebody when you have seen them for this long being this character. Yeah. It's hard to see it any other way. Yeah. And I just wish even, I mean, I don't know what, I would have loved to have just seen her more before this, um, just in general. I feel like there's a lot she could have brought to the table. Yeah, you only ever really see her just to be seen as being drugged or being shocked by something or being terrified or being that's, on the phone. Correct me if I'm wrong, that's but have, see ever. have we ever seen, besides the way I'm realizing as I'm saying it, but have we ever seen her out of the Palmer house? <laughs> she always been in the Palmer house? Outside of the funeral, I don't... Oh, the funeral. The ha- okay. In the Haywards. Oh, in the Hayward house. Well, which and is this the, is the Hayward house. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. Not I mean, really, she's, not really she's getting a, out in the she's world. She's a housewife, so... Yeah. yeah. I think, does she have a job? Sarah Palmer, occupation on the fandom? Housewife. Nailed there it. it is. Nailed it. Confirmed. Uh, there is a shot of the stairs, uh, like is. when like when Laura died mm-hmm. at the end of the scene, and it's 
just kind of full circle with the fan going. And of course, funerals are are never a joyous occasion, but this spread is dope. It is. <laughs> it is. We've got deviled eggs. Yes, we do. We've got all the finger food you can imagine. This is a smorgasbord. It's a ridiculous smorgasbord. Hank's loving it. Audrey would approve. <laughs> Why is Hank there? Everyone's Why is he being there. so nice? Is Okay, that's sort of his thing, though. When he's not being shady, he's just being he's faking. No, he seems right. everyone. He seems genuinely nice here. He makes Sarah a plate and brings it to her. Does I think that's just Sarah his thing? Is he just did Sarah also like? What was she in the graduating class with all of them? These fellow steeplejacks, Fred and that I don't know. I don't know if she went to TPHS. And Leland and she attended University of Washington, um, and at school she met Leland Palmer, and that's where they met so yeah okay so i don't think she went so she got to reach adulthood before she started getting drugged every day she didn't go to high school in twin peaks whoa not a former steeplejack mm. i bet you she has for the jacks steeple, now though huh? steeple jill nadine shows up to this wake so the thing is she's supposed to be stuck in the mental capacity of a high schooler right Yes. So why is she dressed like a junior pageant girl? Super weird. A crush velvet dress. A blue velvet dress? Blue velvet. Is that a double? It's a movie directed by David Lynch starring Kamala Cochran. All right. Had no idea. Came out a few years before Twin Peaks. Might be a nod. Yeah. Give me that press. I'll allow it. You got Dr. Jacoby back? Yeah. DJ? Looking super fly. He's looking his great. Why are his pants so high? Because like, that chain's so long. They, they need somewhere to his nips. Oh, from, need somewhere to suspend from. They're from Hawaii. But that zipper for the crotch, could, it's like unzipping a jacket. <laughs> the pants are made for the chain. He's the chain, a, fa- if he's the a chain's fashionista. That long, the pants yes, need to be that high. He's a fashionista. He's a fashionista. He's a connoisseur. Whatever he is, of he is back in action. In a big way. In a big way. As big as his pants zipper. Yeah, he's looking great. Uh, nothing like the restorative powers of the Hanalei Bay. Oh, yeah. And Briggs <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you doing, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> just dismisses him. Yeah. He just is there. Yeah, I love that Briggs is there. It's such, so, a, it's such an odd I do What crowd. I do, yeah, what I do like about it is you're seeing... You're seeing all these characters that by now you're familiar with. This this is where I It's a who's who. This it's is where I who. decided that like this is a great episode. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just kind of like Yeah. It's just it's like li- like just life in Twin Peaks. Yeah, exactly. Kind of I love it. Yeah. And, and, and like, I like no drama or I anything. like because you're seeing these also seeing some characters that you don't see interact very often, which I think is like the mayor. Lovely. And his brother. The mayor. <laughs> I know you've been waiting. That was I one of your one of your predictions in I think our season one recap, I asked you if the mayor was going to show back up, and I think you said not a chance. But no, our, our mayor, who we know from the pilot, who said, is this thing on? Is this thing on? He's back, and he's arguing with his brother. It's a dispute between brothers. It is. Is that Why? where the title came from? <laughs> Why yeah. do we name the episode? Why out? does this get <laughs> that credit? I don't understand. Because this is the highlight of the episode. <laughs> That's... Probably true. This is where we're introduced to his brother, Dougie Milford. I'm going to play that clip. Doesn't she feed you? Nah. Oh, <laughs> You're just jealous. 
His laugh. I love his <laughs> laugh. It just goes on and on. <laughs> he cracks himself up. <laughs> Doesn't she feed you? <laughs> it's just I, that I would spend my time changing diapers. He's that. He's got that. Like when you do an old man voice, like that's he's like an old man doing an old man. Yes, voice. he's an old man doing an old man voice. Ah, <laughs> 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 Yeah, for sure. I, Man. I'm happy to see him again. Oh yeah, this is, this is more than I could ever have hoped for. <laughs> it's true. You got way more Mayor Milford than he gets, you. He gets physical. I love it. Yes. Let's let's go ahead and finish this scene out. I know there's a cutaway, um, that I want to come back to, but the way they fight is just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, he does this cold. like early 1900s boxing moves. Yeah, Big Ed comes in to help break it up. Donna's trying to does save the, the food. Kid. Now look. <laughs> yeah, they're like, the old tiny boxer guy stance. Oh, man. But yeah, Harry has a good line there. He's like, remember where you are and why we're here. Yeah. 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 And that's like, I feel like the only mention of really realizing where we are. Yeah, this is the wake. Yeah. I would have liked to have heard some good uh, Leland stories. Yeah, like let's hear some more stories about when he was a liar. You yeah, know? something. Yeah, let's give us a little insight into what he used to be like because I we remember that one time we never got to know him. Uh, he's on in the football field, and he said, "Would you want to bet I could throw a football over, <laughs> over the mountains?" <laughs> it is interesting to me that Ben's not there, and he couldn't do it, but he had heart. I don't. I mean, I can kind of see why, but I'm also just. I guess I don't know enough about that relationship <clears throat> for him to be there. But we need to know more about that relationship because he's always there. Yeah. There's something Leland Even related. just like Ben Horn just wriggles his right. way in. Even just like how he was the family representation when Lara's body was, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, I don't know. How, how many times? I feel like he should be there. How many times in all the episodes that we've done so far have I said, why is Ben Horn here? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I, like, I know during his, he was there for when he was on trial. Yeah, I know. He left I, early, yeah. but he was there. But he was there because it's like, that's his representation. Yeah. Like, yeah. he needs to make sure that he's going to be okay. Yeah. It's not anything to do with Leland. Well, he's also probably mad because he basically just almost ruined his life. Like, he did the murder, mm -hmm. but Ben was getting, you know, arrested for it. <laughs> I did a murder. No. So, yeah, I'd be, <laughs> so yeah, I'd be, I would be pissed if I was Ben Horn. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to this. I would be over. I would be just so... Especially with everything with else that's happened to Ben Horn in the last few days, I'd be completely over it, and I would not want to go to this wake. So I guess I understand why he's not there. There was this one line that Donna walks up to Ed, and I don't know if he's just like not even listening to her because she asks him. First of all, she makes everything about her. Yeah. And then she asks him this question, and his response has nothing to do with anything she said. <laughs> Seems like the whole town's falling apart. Somehow James thinks it's his fault. First Laura, then Maddie. Maybe he blames me, I don't know. Two people in love couldn't have caused all this, could they? Oh, honey. We'll come back. Who come back? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who come back? It's like that's not her concern. <laughs> Feeling guilty about a lot of death. Who come back? So 
it's reasons like this that I'm like 50-50 on. <laughs> on end. It's like, now, now. Shut up, little girl. He's not. Like, this girl again. Golly. Oh, honey. He'll come He'll back. He'll come back. <laughs> um, and I think that's it. We do find out that the the mayor and his brother have been in a dispute for 50 years. Yeah. Over um, a lady. We get a little, a little uh, backstory from Doc Hayward and... Pete Martell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, because they're just dying laughing. Loving it. <laughs> Another thing, too, with what Donna said, too, you know, she mentioned Maddie, and it's like, yeah, no respect. No respect for Maddie. Yeah, good <laughs> hair. No respect. Maddie's Maddie's dead. We're in forgo- dead and forgotten. The only people that care about her are James and Donna. And it's, <laughs> that's it. I guess, did she just get shipped back to Missoula? <laughs> put her on ice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Another drive with a dead girl. Wrap her in plastic, put her on ice, and ship her to Missoula. Where'd she go? Why is Audrey there? Like it's Donna's mom, Sarah, and Audrey. Oh, it's and it, it's Laura's mom, and Laura's dad. Audrey kind of knew Laura, I guess. I didn't get that impression. Like I, I knew that I didn't feel like they were friends at all. Right. I mean, she kind of implies that too early on in the series. She says that they weren't close yeah. or anything. Maybe she just thinks Coop's going to be there. He was. Maybe reason enough for her to show up. Yeah. We just kind of have everybody here. Yeah, because what she's just sitting there talking to Sarah and Donna's mom. Yeah. And she tells the story about Donna and right. Laura, right? Mm-hmm. Saying they're going to be best friends forever. And then she's just like, "I just need to." Oh. She's like, "I just need to remember." Forever's this. not so far off. Yeah. She did, wrapped in plastic. Yes. All right, moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this establishing shot. I was in my house alone watching this episode. I was like. Hell yes. (laughs) What was it? It was the high school. Yep. The music. Finally back. The sign. I was like, yes. (laughs) It was the greatest. And the music is great. It is. It is good. good. Yeah. It's so different, too. It's like there's already just, you can see like a change in tone of (laughs) immediately in this episode. Yeah. It's something. So this is where Jacoby and Big Ed are there. Yeah. Yeah, They're talking to the principal. Yeah. They're trying to get uh, Nadine admitted into high school. Vice principal. This is a really, really short scene. Yep. Um, it's just a setup that they're trying to get Nadine in classes because clearly she's not getting any better and no. <laughs> she yeah. wants to go to school. Yeah. She's got to be like, why can I go to high school? But also, Jacoby doesn't have a line here, does he? No, he's just... Obviously, he's there because Nadine's so, mentally unwell. Right. And But, he, but he it's just so funny really sits like, there for the, the, the fact scene. that he doesn't have a line and yet you understand completely everything about why he's in this scene. Yeah. I thought that was smart. Mm-hmm. Like I would almost question why he wasn't there. Like if Ed just went by himself, nothing would have gotten Listen, done. You gotta take her. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to keep her here for eight hours, Monday through Friday, please for me. <laughs> I keep having to buy fridges. I'm going broke buying fridges. We don't really get an answer in this scene, but we do find out that she is, she, she, she is accepted. She gets yeah. to do cheerleader tryouts. Yes, which she's very excited for. She is. I'm going to throw you. <laughs> Corkscrew! Yeah, sure, just, yeah, sure you are. Again, Nadine's athleticism is on full display. Let's uh, let's start with some tumbling. Then just does yeah. a full gymnastic routine. And nobody, like, asks questions. Just like, she just launches him across the field. Yeah. I don't know. Wow, she's strong. I don't know. I guess, I guess high schoolers are pretty dense. Uh, my note on that scene was Nadine nimble slash a danger to others. Yes. 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 Pretty accurate. Well put. 
So that's where Nadine is. Yep. Back at the Great Northern. Yes. Meanwhile, Cooper is getting ready to leave Twin Peaks. Packing his bags. Saying goodbye. He's getting ready for a fishing trip. Yep. With With Garland Briggs. Major Briggs. Which we did kind of gloss over at the wake. That was set up at the wake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was talking to him at the wake, and he said, would you like to join me for an evening of wonderful night fishing or something like that? Aces. Aces. Yeah. <laughs> he loves it. And I love it because I want to see more of them together. I think there's a lot more to that. I like that he has a relationship. His, I like that he has a fishing vest on, but he still has a shirt and tie. Yeah. That's how you do it. It's called yeah. undercover casual. Undercover cash. Um, so Audrey walks in. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, no, I feel like he insults her a little bit. Really? Like, I was here doing a case and you were involved. Sorry. Gotta uh, go. Yeah. But we under we get kind why of just really underplays the relationship. I don't like the fact that she's still in high school. Like, that factor doesn't really come into play at all. No, it never did matter. It's because just these kids never went to school. You are <laughs> you're involved with the case, not the fact that you're in high school and I am 40. Right. How old is Cooper? I think he's 30. Like 35? I think he's 30. Just really? 30? Yeah. Dirty 30? I'm 30. I could be in the FBI yeah, he does mention his age in this episode because I remember watching it. So I'm 33, and I'm watching this episode. And I'm seeing people say that they're 30 or 34 or 35. Born like, April 19th, 1954. These people just seem so much older. So that would in put him life. at 35 then, yeah. But he was 30 in real life. I think that's what I'm thinking. He was Common Glockland's actual birthday. So Cooper is 34 in the episode? 35. 35. 35. Right, Common Glockland's born in 59. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 30. I was watching the episode, and I was taking note of people's ages and comparing it to my own. And it was just like, they seem so much older, but maybe I just haven't done much with my life. Cause yeah, no, I feel like that every day. You you could be an <laughs> FBI agent right now, and you're I not. Could be. Yeah, with the Cooper-Audrey stuff, it's. I think there were a lot of other factors at play with that storyline as well. I know he didn't like the idea, like Kama Glockland didn't like the idea because she was in high school mm-hmm. with them being together. Even though they had such great... Chemistry. But she, she kind of says, I'll be older one day. She does leave that open to, one day I'm going to be older, so you better watch out. <laughs> okay. See you around. Yeah, yeah, but Dougie Milford can have a teenage girlfriend. Correct. Or they talk about being staying friends and being good friends, and <clears throat> she yeah. quotes him back to him. Friendship is a foundation of a long-lasting relationship or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, it's nice to be quoted accurately. Yeah. I thought that was very nice. Mm-hmm. After that, we have Bobby in a big bad suit. Big bad Bobby. <laughs> big bad Bobby in a big bad suit. It's Leo's suit. It is Leo's suit. And uh, it just wasn't getting a lot of use, so figures he'll wear that for his, what he assumes to be a job interview with Ben Horn after he sent him the tape. Can't picture Leo in a suit. I don't think he ever wore it. So then why do you have it? Well, he did, because Shelly mentioned that it fits him tighter. Oh. Maybe that was in the store when he bought it. He must have got it at Profits. <laughs> yep. Shelly's not having it. She's yeah, she's, she's gonna be over it. She's yeah. not digging on this. Yeah. No. At all. Because Bobby had this idea of like, I'm going into business. Bobby's gonna take care of it. That's it. Mm-hmm. More third person Bobby. Yeah. He's a businessman. He's not. He's a punk with a tape who thinks he's and gonna blackmail suit. his way to the top. A yep. stolen suit. That's too big for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm backing Shelly on this one. She wants to just put Leo in a home. Yeah. And call it a day. Get back to the diner. Get back to the diner. Just go back to school, Bobby. Go to class. Yeah. Yeah. Get an education. Later in the episode, 
when he runs into Audrey and he's like, shouldn't you be in school? You guys haven't been in school for <laughs> yeah, 30 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> there haven't even been 30 episodes, and but still. This episode also establishes that school is still in session. It's, yeah, it's in session <laughs> and it exists. It's happening. People are going there. Because I was worried. Except, you know, except Laura, for our poor players. If Laura was as prominent in the community as they made it out to be, I wouldn't doubt that they would just shut school down for the rest of the year. Right. That is not the case. I mean, uh, Bobby does make a passing remark to like, what time is it even right now? I'm missing economics as it is. You don't care about this. You don't. It's true. Like our core players are not in school. No. There's no time for it. Back to the sheriff's station. <laughs> yeah, back to the sheriff's station where Truman gets a little surprise. Yeah, I actually love this scene. You don't see, um, you, we haven't seen a lot of Catherine and Harry mm-hmm. moments. Um, Eating another donut. Eating another the, donut, yeah. The, the swallow pause thing. Yeah. I like that that was brought back. Yeah, just getting back to routine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But actually, I actually really enjoy this scene. So there's Catherine in Truman's office, and she's just fully dressed in Pete's clothes. Yes. It looks like she's been living in the woods. Yeah. Uh, Feeds him some story about how she found an old cabin in Pearl Lakes and survived on canned tuna fish. Yeah. But she ran out. Uh, Truman has a, a, a cool line where... Uh, she mentioned something about like, oh, you don't believe in miracles or something, and I don't know what I believe anymore, Catherine. <laughs> so yeah. Just after Bob, he's still like, his, he's still shaken up. <laughs> yeah, his face's a little shaken, I think. Yeah. He asks if Pete knows she's alive, and mm-hmm. she says they'll be duly reunited. Yeah. Hadn't they already? Yeah, they have. She's just feeding him a line, and I don't know why you can't why, say like, yeah. yeah, I've seen, I've been to see Pete. He gave me these clothes. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Look at me. This is Pete's hat. <laughs> it's still got his hair on it. I think it was just more of a confirmation that she's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, she's to the kind sheriff. of, and she's kind of reassimilating herself into the town, not as Tojimura. Yeah. As like, so she's just going to slowly reveal to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like there's not a. She's already completed the list. Yeah. The list of people point. we know. There's yes. only like two people the that people care about that her. she was involved with. Obviously, yeah, her, uh, her story for her time away is that she had been in the woods surviving oh, on tuna. There's still one person that doesn't know. Oh, Josie. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll come up. Yeah. That's some. I, I've got some things to say about Truman in that scene and we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for now, we need to celebrate the fact that Dick's a non-smoker. Okay. Yeah. I have to say that that's com- directly related to Leland's death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He stopped smoking because he set off the fire alarm. <laughs> he set off the sprinklers and killed somebody. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I feel like that's how his, his, his mind, mind would like, work. Oh my God, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dick. Oh. Lord. So, so poor Lucy's just trying to change this fluorescent bulb. Lucy's, in, this pregnant woman is on a ladder installing a fluorescent light bulb. No thanks. Doing her best. Dick walks in, announces he's no longer a smoker, kisses her stomach. Well, he's certain he's the father. Oh, yes. Well, he ascends the ladder to stomach kissing level. Yeah. No, and it's just on it. And then... <laughs> oh, thanks, Dick. <laughs> oh, Andy walks over and starts talking like he's reading cue cards off screen before also climbing the ladder on the other side. Hawk is so good at this scene. Because after Andy has... Climbed the ladder and said that he thinks they should all be friends and this is going to be great. He gets down and Hawk just kind of hits him like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
He just does the two hand slap to his chest, like what? <laughs> Man, Hawk is awesome. He is. I like Definitely him more one. and more every oh, time he's on screen. Hundred percent. He's one of my mm-hmm. favorite characters. Uh, Truman's tied up a green butt skunk for Cooper to take on his fishing trip. A green butt skunk. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls it out like it's a treasure. Yeah. Out of this brown and how paper it bag. didn't get caught on anything yeah. Yeah. is beyond me. For for those without the visual, this green butt skunk is a bait that, or a fishing lure that Truman has put together for Cooper to take on his fishing trip with Garland Briggs. Apparently, the fish they're after are only thinking about sex unless they see a green butt skunk. Yes. I feel like the name of this episode should have been Green Butt Skunk. If we get a petition together, maybe we can retcon that. I'm on it. All right. There's one more thing he's got for him, and it is a Bookhouse Boys badge. Oh, mm. my gosh. <laughs> I want that tattooed on <laughs> my, my arms, my legs, my butt cheeks, <laughs> my, my green face. skunks. My, yeah. Everywhere. It is the coolest looking thing ever. It's a really cool badge. Yeah. yeah. And Coop is now an honorary forever member of the Bookhouse Boys. Showtime sold those patches when... The return first came on, but they don't have them anymore. Shit! Was that link you sent me? Not that was an unofficial. That was like a replica. Oh, it looked. It looked good. Fine. It looked yeah. fine to me. Yeah, I'm sure somebody is at seeing these badges. Yeah, it was with, only seven with bucks. A machine. Yeah, it was cheap. So yeah, so he gets the badge. Well, says his goodbyes to people. It's very Wizard of Oz. Yeah, when, when he's on his way out. I. Scarecrow, I'll miss you the most. This is where I noticed that. I don't know. I guess I get removed, and you can tell that, like, oh, these are actors, not actual police officers, because mm-hmm. they line up and try to stand at attention. Andy and Hawk when Coop walks up, but it's just like very relaxed, like, it's like, oh, <laughs> okay, like I'm not convinced that you're a law enforcement. And this other guy, Mounty King, his name is Roger. Bust Roger him. Hardy. Roger Hardy, a Hardy boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's a Hardy boy. Yeah. So they bust in. Coop has been put on suspension, effective immediately, with no pay. I love the shot that when it pans up to Coop with them standing behind him. I mm-hmm. love. I just love that shot. It is a strong shot. And they are here because Coop has been crossing into Canada without the Mountie's knowledge. Uh, Mountie King says that he's been trying to run a sting operation on John Renault. Yeah. And because of Cooper, he has slipped the trap. And I love because Cooper mentions... This, you know, a few episodes ago when he stepped out of his jurisdiction. Right. So this mm-hmm. was this was foreshadowed in that moment. He knew he was kind of in the wrong yeah. doing this. Standing in front of the sun. Yeah. There's a line in this episode that somebody says, the wind's behind you. And May I the can't. wind be always at your back. Yes. It's Hawk as Coop's on his way out. <laughs> like, this reminds me of my foreshadowing definition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, so Coop's in some shit. Yeah, they take his gun, they take his badge. The look on his face when they when he asks him to turn his badge and gun in, devastated. And yeah. It takes him a minute to... Well, working for the Bureau is his life. Yeah. But now he can be with Audrey and Garland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love now he can go on as many fishing trips as he likes. That's right. He's probably thinking, oh, I probably should have saved some money instead of sending so many overnight express packages. It's so true. <laughs> no more tapes to Diane. I mean, he Who could, the hell is he, Diane? <laughs> he could still make tapes. Diane, Diane I've been fired. Be She's the tape lady. Lady on the tape. He sends, I'm the tape lady. <laughs> he, sends, he sends tapes to her. 
Okay. Talks to her? Hawk talks? No, Coop talks to Diane. Who the hell is Diane? The tape lady. Son of a bitch. (laughs) We're just going in circles. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So Bobby's outside of Ben Horn's <laughs> office, and he's, he's vamping up for his interview that he thinks he's getting. Vamping up. Vamping up. Yeah. Yeah, then Audrey comes up, and he's like, hey, why aren't you in school? Yeah. Because school numbs her buns. Oh, man. Audrey has some lines in this scene. Yes, she does. <laughs> I want... <laughs> I wish you could see Tyler's face right now. I want... I'm blushing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to, like, appreciate him and, like, enjoy this, like, attitude she has. It's to Bobby. Yeah, that's yeah, a she's, huge yeah, she, problem for me. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, flirting with Bobby. Yeah, the flirtation is weird here. Mm-hmm. Um, we, have we ever seen these two in a scene together? Maybe not. Outside of the funeral. Yeah. And was Audrey even at that? Oh, yeah, she was. She had her yeah, Audrey was at Laura's funeral. So it's the director. <laughs> the, director the director likes <laughs> this pairing. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. I like to lick. Okay, so that's the line. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cup or cone? Cone. Cone. I like to lick. And girl she's super serious. D- girl, yeah. don't. And the fact that he never comes back or never goes back home and Shelly's just there alone, like, I have to believe that they... I don't think they ever get to run off together because Bobby goes <laughs> into Ben's office. Well, the, no, this is after that. Yeah, that's oh, a, this that's is after, after that? that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she she kind of goes in first with her basket of I don't know napkins. And, that's right. <laughs> and I don't know what Ben Horn is doing in here. He's just got his sunglasses on and like, like a robe, and yeah. like he's just ratty. He is. I'm telling you, he's fallen out from the events of the past few days. And he's just in a different mindset right now. And Bobby comes in and just like, bring me a fly swatter. I got a bug in here. <laughs> So did she go in there to tell him to meet with Bobby? I didn't. I'd, I guess. I think that was the inclination. Because I, I he know just walked in. Him. Yeah. She came out and said, like, you have to know who to talk to. You could have just to. walked in the whole this whole time. Yeah. If you were going to do that. And right. then Bobby says he owes her one and goes yeah. on in. But I don't think she actually did anything for him. No, not at all. Because he gets thrown out and then she likes to lick. And mm. that's what we get from that. Yep. Kind of already touched on it, but the next shot is Coop being in it, being investigated in all of his accusations, getting everything taken away from him, and being suspended. R.I.P. Rip. Your career. So now we're in the interrogation room with the Mountie. Preston King. Preston King Esquire. I like this scene for the fact that you get a really good look at his face. Why? Because he shows up later. Yep. Is it the, yeah, same Spoiler. guy. Spoiler. They're talking about the murders that have happened over the past few days or week mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um, at One-Eyed Jacks. And they only have it down as two deaths. And Coop's <laughs> like, actually, it's three. Hold on. 
Because I'm actually in this worse than you think. Yeah, you've miscounted. Blackie's dead. Battis is dead, which I forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, which he just found out and, about, And right? he just yeah. found out about it. Um, and Jacques. Yeah. Which yeah. is not... That not, didn't, not that didn't happen there. Yeah, that's right? unrelated. So part of the charge is that they tricked him into crossing the border where they were going to arrest him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just... It's a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's complicated. Yeah, their thinking is that Coop's involvement in Canada led to Jacques being killed. So in that way, he's... 100% did. This Mountie has been working on a case to try and nail Gene. Gene Renault. Gene Renault for a while. I feel like they would have known that. I don't know. Well, they never interacted with the Canadian Mounties when they went over. It was a very tunnel vision mission. Yeah. Every time they went over, it was it was a bookhouse boys operation. You know, it was right. under it was under the table. Yeah. You don't announce yourselves. You grab people by the balls, stuff a gag in their mouth, and throw them through a door. That's how the bookhouse boys get it done. No, Harry says because they're like, "We can you sit down? We want to ask you a few questions." He's like, "I'll, I'll stand." stand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do um, remember that. And then he just does the whole thing. The you know talking about if they have the paperwork. Yeah. Like, if you have that paperwork. <laughs> yeah. No, I suggest you take your cooperation and stuff it. Stuff it. So yeah, he's just full of really great lines, standing up for his buddy Cooper. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Truman is not going to sell him out. He's not going to say anything that's going to incriminate Cooper in any Definitely way. Definitely not. Yeah. No. And himself by association too. Yeah. But when he when Harry walks in after Coop leaves, the Hardy Boy is says like you're not in any like you won't be in any trouble. Yeah, like we're not after you. Yeah. So yeah. so like you're all good. Yeah. But really, I mean, he would But we be, assume your cooperation. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if Coop's going to get packed with all this stuff, Harry really would, too. Yeah, it would, it would definitely tie him into it. So, like, I don't... And Hawk. Like, without even really knowing anything, they're just already like, you have nothing to do with this. But he really is the reason that yeah. all of this happened. It's like, I'm not going to sell out my friend, also because it would incriminate me and half this police department... As a secret society that does stuff, <laughs> it would, it would reveal the, the bookhouse boys. <laughs> you don't want to give away the bookhouse boys. <laughs> no, Joey no, Paulson don't. would get tied into it. Oh, he can go to jail. Mm-hmm. They'd all that. they'd all be in jail getting barked at. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, the barkhouse boys. <laughs> so then we have the stuff with Nadine, which we already discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really interested in this super strength. But she always had it before this head injury, yes. Yeah. But now it's just... It was like, so before the injury, it was like it would come out in moments of passion. Or, right. You know, of, of high high emotion. After the coma, it's just a latent ability that she just has. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like she just can't even open a Coke right. Like, it just... Yeah, that's true. I don't know. So I want to know more about that. Like, she's ripping off fridge doors. She's blasting milkshake glasses. Throwing guys. Throwing guys the all the way across the field. Into volleyball nets. Like, um, had there not been anybody there, that guy would have died. Oh, yeah. He would have reached terminal velocity yeah. in that throw and just... For sure. That'd be it. Splat. We go back to the Johnson household. Yes. Yep. Where Shelly is brushing Leo's teeth. Fun. Mm-hmm. Fine acting from Eric DeRay. <laughs> Who is... Eric DeRay. How is he... Look at you mentioning actors' it's names. The, it's fantastic. Every, every time it comes up on screen in the credits, I'm like... Eric Doray. <laughs> that's the only one I say out loud. <laughs> it's such a fun name. He's just getting better. He's like a fine wine. 
<laughs> as Leo ages, yeah. the character mm-hmm. improves. You really get the notes. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Shelly gets a call from Bobby yep. saying that everything, I guess, went well with yeah. the meeting, which it didn't. It did not. Right. He's I lying. guess he's just saying that. He's lying. Now, he, he probably is riding a little high just because he got to spend some time with Audrey. Yeah. And who, not Shelly. Sure. So this is very indicative of how old they are. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not very. I, I'm sure Audrey kind of attached to Bobby because he was, one, present, and two, Coop was leaving. Yeah. As far as she knows. Yeah, sure. It's like she has a, a gap to fill in her life. And while she's on the phone, Leo's wheelchair moves. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't tell. I assume he's physically rolling the wheels with his hands. It might have been a wind. So I, I wrote down a joke. That I, was, that. I wrote down a joke I was going <laughs> to try on you guys. I wrote, call Leo a rave attendee because he is rolling. Oh, rolling. I got it. <laughs> uh, next, Norma's mom reveals her true identity as M.T. Wentz. Say moi. Norma's okay. what mother. What was that? So, there's reveals some, herself. There's a, lot, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of weird French stuff that's happening this season. I don't know the connection for it. Her French is as good as the theme of the double R. Oh, the French bistro? Yes, which is not great. Yeah. yeah. According to her own review. Yeah. This is just not a good restaurant. So here's what... Well, Sorry, I, sweetie. Here's where I get confused. Was she is she actually a food critic and Norma didn't know this, or is she just playing a prank on Norma? Nope, this is the real deal. Hmm. This is not a prank. Interesting. We don't know how long M.T. Wentz has been a noted food critic. Okay. Right. Um, and and what their relationship is like. It doesn't seem like they're super close. I guess it, it should have been a little obvious what was going on when she was sitting there making suggestions about the menu. Yes. Yeah. Well, no wonder. Like it should have kind of given away that she was judging the food. Yep. Yeah. Rabbit chili. No thanks. Specials. That's rich. <laughs> <laughs> Norma says, see you, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. That was all to introduce her fiance. Yeah. I think that was to get Ernie on the scene, her coming in. Yeah. Like, which I could have been an easier way. About. Yeah, we did. We, there could have been an easier way to do that. Yeah. yeah. Hank just could have known. Him. Yeah. If, if somebody else knows him, <clears throat> that's your in right there. Don't create I, this crazy double. Um, I actually, I, I do like this reveal. I, I like that her mom is MT Wentz and that MT who? Her, well, I'm just glad that it pays off. Yeah. That it's not just some, it's like. Yeah, I am glad that came back around. Yeah, because it was talked about so much. Actually, I do like the reveal of the double R being reviewed by M.T. Wentz, who is the owner's mother. Like, I like that reveal. I just hate this character. Yeah. I saw no value in her, and now it's just. Yeah, I don't like anybody mistreating Norma. I, I like feeling justified in my judgment of this character because she's absolutely 100% a terrible person. You didn't have to review your daughter's restaurant. You could have just let it slide. So back up to one-eyed jacks. <laughs> we've yeah. got we've got Hank and Ernie who oh, are Hank just Hank's hold. in full on BDUs. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what I don't know what is happening. Yeah. I don't know what kind of camo operation he was running. Yeah. But like, they come in piggybacking two floozies. And from the time they get down and leave the room, Hank has Ernie in a headlock. Like the headlock to not headlock ratio is wildly askew in this scene. (laughs) 
Oh man. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't understand anything of what's going on. Ernie's still playing up the fact too, that he's trying to be good. Yeah. And not I mean, take obviously not Vivian's money. The fact that you're at OEJ's takes that out of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dirtbag for sure, but he wants to play like he's less of a dirtbag than he used to be. Yeah. But yeah, so Gene shows up with who? Mounty King. Mounty King. The very man who said he was trying to entrap John Renault. So I can't tell honestly <laughs> where he lies. If he's with <laughs> Gene. Yeah. Or, or if he's undercover. And, and, yeah. It's really hard to tell. Like if from his the undercover side is the Mountie or Gene's crony. I can see that from this scene, yeah. My my theory is that he's just crooked. You've seen it, yeah. Dave. Because he's still, <laughs> I know, but I'm not saying he's still, um, like he's gonna, he's uh, setting up Cooper. Yeah. Which, that I mean, I guess I know you're made. They did that to make you think that he's bad or whatever. Yeah. Maybe it was Mountie King's brother that got ball punched and gagged and thrown through a door. Bounty mm. King. Bounty King. All we really know right now is that Mountie King is in caboots with Jean Renault. In caboots. And there is a case of Coke, not cans, no. on the table. No, no. That no, they, no, 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 no. They want Ernie to sell, I guess. And yeah. the rest of it yeah. is going to be used to frame Cooper. So, Erwin Jean walks in and he says, we're at cash poor. We need $125,000. Mm-hmm. Stat. And, yeah. And the professor's like, I completely understand. Yeah, what? I didn't. <laughs> what what, what exactly do you come in? Yeah, you're a cash poor. Then he rattles off, off like his baseball card stats. I too am cash poor. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I've brokered some deals for X, Y, and Z. and I think he's full of it. Candy's dandy, huh? <laughs> Candy's dandy, no? I'm no mule. <laughs> oh, Renault's. Yeah, King's going to go plant that. Ernie's going to sell these drugs. Jean Renault is going to smoke, I assume. And Hank is going to keep doing whatever John tells him to do. Hank things. Hank stuff. Hankery. Hanky panky. <laughs> so this next scene, I yeah. thought I didn't know who it was and where I was. Yeah. At it, all. It's why dark. would you? Yeah, and why dark. would you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Cooper. Yeah. We just had that's so- the only person we really ever see at like asleep. Right. Right. Yeah. Bed. Just a darkly lit shot of someone laying in bed and a shadow moving through the windows. Yeah. I immediately thought it was Jonathan. I'm trying to remember who I thought it was. I definitely thought it was an assassin. I thought it was Jonathan Lee, our favorite window watcher. Oh, I thought it. I thought it was Mount King, because I thought it was Coop. Uh, I thought it was him, like being really bad at his job. Sure. Yeah, but that would have been continuity in scenes, which we do yeah. not get in this series. No. no, we don't. But instead, it is. It is Truman in his Josie in his weird long johns. Yeah, laying in bed. And no, they're they're on brand. They are on yeah, brand. They is, are not weird. This That's is very true. Truman. <laughs> they're very, very on brand. A, a dirty and Josie exhausted Josie falls in, stumbles in, who looks maybe injured. She's sure tired like, and like dead. worn yeah. out, and he just starts kissing her. Yeah, while she's like about uh, the face and neck, while she's maybe dying. Yeah, check on her. Leland, I don't think Josie Leland much. I don't think Josie's been keeping herself in fine neck. No, not in this case. No, but again, Truman, there's a time and a place, and it's right here and right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> According to Truman, let's, let's go get, fishing. Yeah, let's go fishing. Let's get to my favorite moment of this episode. So good. 
We've finally got the fishing trip that we've been anxiously waiting since the beginning of this episode. It is Major Briggs Cooper. and Cooper. And man, would I love to just go hang out with these two. So I'm not I would a, have nothing to contribute to their conversation, yeah. but I would just love to hear them talk. It would be great to just sit around a campfire roasting marshmallows and talking shop. What are they even talking about? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, my friend. You fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell I can only tell you what I've seen. All of it? <laughs> I've seen everything. So for me, they don't really talk about anything of importance up until mention of the White Lodge. Yeah. Does he say, have you heard of the White Lodge? Or yeah, have you ever heard yeah. of a place called the White Lodge? And he perks up. He's, he's like, like, the White Lodge. Yeah. He has not heard of the White Lodge, and he does want to hear about it, but first, he has to urinate. Yes. Again, just yeah. got to step away. Urinate. There's nothing like urinating into the open air. <laughs> so there's something I noticed on my own uh-huh. um, that Briggs Marshmallow <laughs> catches <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did notice that <laughs> on your own. <laughs> I pointed it out to you. <laughs> Briggs' marshmallow catches fire, and mm-hmm. then in the next shot, it's not. It is not fire. on fire at all. It's not even yeah. charred. That yeah. is magic. It is. It is. With Briggs, sure. Certainly. Yeah. Some um, of his classified Area 51 alien mm-hmm. magic. So Cooper's taking a leak. Yeah. And... He's what being are, he's being watched. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We've got a peeping Bye-bye. owl. We have <laughs> we have a peeping yeah. owl. Oh, yeah. We have we have uh, the owls a peeping owl. Pee pee owl watching <laughs> Cooper take a leaky owl. Yeah, and then we get Bob, maybe looking through the woods. Well, there's so there's a flash of white light. Yeah, bright. This, this bright was before light. that, wasn't it? Oh, you're talking about the shot of just like. Yeah, because when we saw Bob leaving, I know it wasn't colored like, but like Evil right. Dead style, like going through the yeah. woods. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah there's um, there's that first person shot. It could just be another spirit. There's right. Nothing that says it's Bob, but yes. Yeah, they're just in the woods, uh, and there are fuck. spirits in the woods. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying. But you can't just say that. Oh, to speculate. <laughs> okay. So maybe Bob, and then a big bright flash of white light, which I can only assume is the white lodge. Having just been mentioned, that makes sense. Yeah. And there is a what looks like a hooded figure being silhouetted in the light. Yep. Yeah, Did take, I see that? Yeah, take a look at that. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. Yes. Hooded, Who is that? A hooded figure. Uh, Briggs kind of calls out. Azrael. He calls out. <laughs> he calls out Cooper. Yeah. yeah. And Coop comes back to find that uh, Briggs is missing. He's gone. Briggs He's is vanished. missing. He's but the light's still up. The light is still up mm-hmm. when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he makes it, I guess, to the top of the hill, yeah. and s- maybe sees. Something, because then the light goes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After he's gazed upon its glory. Right. Yeah. I can only assume the beginning of the next episode will be him standing in front of this building, whose sign has just gone out that says the White Lodge. But that's where we leave it uh, with Briggs vanishing. That's dispute between brothers. That is dispute between brothers. Aptly named. Yes. So yeah, after you solve the murder that's been at the forefront of the series, where do you go from there? You just get Make more questions. You get more characters. Yeah, you dive in. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just... You rebrand. We are standing in a clearing with several trailheads, and we're just going to have to go down each one <laughs> to find out where they go. It's cool. It's a really cool episode. Uh, I kind of like some of the things that get set up from here. Upon further viewings, obviously this is a... 
even parts of it are just a complete shift in tone, even with music and the stuff at the high school. And I do, I, I, the episode's fine. I love the Major Garland Briggs stuff at the end because what, what's going on there? Like I said, when these two get together, yeah. that's where crazy just shit just starts going down, and that's what I like. There's some cool um, stuff coming, yeah. Yeah, especially when, it, like, when the, more of the spirits get involved, that's really cool. The wake scene, I as kind of strange as it is, it's it's fun to me seeing those characters interact. It's an up and down episode. It's certainly not. Not bad, but I mean, it's, you can tell they're like, where, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? From here, we go to what's obviously next, and that's our damn fine lines of the night. Who would like to go first? My damn fine line of the night is a nice exchange between Major Garland Briggs and Dr. Jacoby at the wake. Welcome home, Dr. Jacoby. Major. You appear to be fully recovered from your recent setback. Well, nothing beats the restorative powers of Hanalei Bay. How are you, Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It is, it is. My damn fine line of the night comes from our very own Audrey Horn. It's not the horny line. It's the one as Cooper is on his way out. As far as she knows, she wants to be seeing him again. But she... Discovers there's only one flaw in Cooper. Well, let me tell you something, Agent Cooper. One of these days, before you know it, I'm going to be grown up and on my own. You better watch out. Okay, Andre. It's a deal. Yeah, there's only one problem with you. You're perfect. Come back! That's true. <laughs> You're perfect. Come back! That's her only problem, too. We didn't talk about this line. This isn't my line, but I wanted to to just say it quick, I did love when Harry's talking to Catherine. What I, I didn't, I should have said this is what I liked about it, but I like when he's like, forgive me, Catherine, but aren't you dead? <laughs> yeah. That really, that's awesome. Really made me laugh. So I like when Cooper is talking to Major Briggs and suddenly he gets the urge to uh, urinate. Major, I'm going to take a moment here. You'll call it Major. There's nothing quite like urinating out in the open air. I look forward to hearing more about this white, white lodge. lodge. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> quite, nothing quite like that feeling. So I want to change my... <laughs> not not my line, but my statement about that being Bob. So I, I guess now that it is that person standing in the white light. Because I didn't, I didn't remember there being a, a, sil, a silhouette. A silhouette. Yeah. So yep, It's there. Cool. And that was our damn fine lines of the night. Yeah. Damn fine. Now we've covered a lot in this episode. Uh, we had a lot of opinions on it, but really there's only one way to encapsulate everything you feel about an episode of television. And that's to rank it on a scale of one to five James Hurley foreheads. And if you want to see these foreheads in action, you can actually see them every week on our Instagram at talking backwards pod. Are we moving away from the deviled egg system? That was a one-time only system. This is Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. I can't. I just can't. James! Patrick, I'm going to let you kick off a dispute between brothers on Talking Foreheads. I appreciate that, but I think maybe, maybe you should... Start this one off. I will give this episode five foreheads. Just five. I just settled the dispute between brothers. 
Oh. Oh, okay. Dispute Between Brothers. Uh, it's it's very good. It's I like the way that this episode sets up a lot more plot points, and it does give us more to explore with the previous episode solving what it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still not great, but it has great moments. So I'm going to give it three and a half foreheads. Just three and a half. That is insultingly low. <laughs> this is probably the best episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Patrick, we're gonna we're gonna have to fire Dave. Okay. I'm giving this one a one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this episode gets a uh, four for me. Just four. This has been Talking Foreheads. <laughs> Talking Foreheads. Well, we'll have some more stuff to say about the next episode, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. I hope you join us next week for Masked Ball. Mm. What? That's the episode. All right. Is that like a dance? I guess we'll find out. Come find out with us on Talking Backwards. Join us on Twitter at Talking Backward. Also, if you disagree with our opinions, you can let us know what your opinions are and what your comments are by messaging us at TalkingBackwardsPod at gmail.com. If you're not into deviled eggs, let me know. At the egg Let me know what things you do like deviled at the, at the Devler himself. You can at me at the Devler himself. The Egg Devler on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs>